Attention old timers, we mean this endearingly as well. We're going to have a little look back into the world of outdoor recreation. Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial. Over on that side, you got Wes Lawson over here, Bill. There he is. And Wes, listen, just think about it. Over the past 52 years of Jesse Brown's Outdoors and the outfitting that we have done over Mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. all of the changes and opportunities and evolution of outdoors recreationally and from a gear and equipment standpoint. I can remember early on back in, in my day, if you were going to go backpacking, an external frame backpack was the way to go. Absolutely. That was the only way to go. Now, for our listeners out there that may not know what that is, the, the framing was on the outside. It was essentially an exoskeleton of framework with a uh, nylon or canvas uh, uh, sack or backpack hooked to that frame. So over the years, all of that has become internalized, internal backpacks is where it's at now so you can't see the frame as much it is in the part of the pack that sits right on your back i think a lot of it came from uh, the ski and even bike industry where you wanted the pack frame on you so that you could have more maneuverability more mobility Mm -hmm. and um, that sort of thing so with that, I guess footwear has changed a great deal. Tremendously. Yeah, you know, leather boots are more fashion now than performance. Still exists, but, you know, the marketplace has moved way away from heavy, heavy boots. Well, so, so with that being said, we could bring in technology and, and accessibility. And along with that, we're going to bring our friend Ellen Kanzinger. She's a travel editor of Blue Ridge Outdoor Magazine. BlueRidgeOutdoors.com is where you can read about it. Back in November, she had... She had an article, if you will, or a blurb reflecting on the increased opportunities and access to the outdoors. It starts out with a quote, I wish I was 20 years younger because I might like to try some of the things you write about, unquote. Ellen Kanzinger, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you all for having me. Ellen, who said that quote, I wish I was 20 years younger? That is a quote from my grandmother. She, um, you know, every time she gets a copy of the magazine, she likes to call me and talk to me about the articles that I've written. And so that's a quote that she has said a number of times to me after reading about some of the, the adventures I've been able to go on with the magazine. Well, the next sentence you wrote right after the quote started that blurb off, it's the kind of comment that stops me in my tracks. Ellen, why does that and how does that stop you in your tracks? I think it stops me in my tracks because it's not something that I regularly think about when I'm going out on some of these trips. And so when my grandma says it to me, you know, the idea that, you know, she hasn't been able to do a lot of these things that I'm able to do, um, you know, I I sometimes forget about all the ways in which access and um, the opportunity to get outside has changed since she was my age, you know, 60 years ago. Well, does she talk a little bit about that, or can you take us through that? Because you just put a great place mark there 60 years ago. And, and of course, Wes and I started off talking about technology in gear, advancement in gear. And a, a pretty young industry, but an accomplished industry in the mm-hmm. world is aviation. And so much of the space age equipment that we use in the outdoors from fly rods and fly fishing that are graphite and 
uh, the carbon carbon frames that go into bicycles or the frames of backpack or even the plastics that are involved. Back in the day, we're talking about footwear, you used to always talk about, oh, does that have a steel shank in it? That's where a mm-hmm. lot of your arch support is going to come from. Well, these days, they use plastic in footwear. And many people, again, those old timers I endearingly referred to in the open, may think of plastic as being um, uh, not as good. But these days, plastics are light and even stronger than steel. So with that 60-year place um, using your grandmother um, as can you talk to what you have seen in your research and in your writings and in your adventures where accessibility, technology, and even advancement in gear and equipment has evolved? Yeah, so I would say that, you know, obviously, you know, technology has advanced in all aspects of life, not just the outdoor industry. And so that's really awesome to see the ways in which, you know, footwear has become lighter and um, packs are becoming lighter. And so, it's you know, easier to, to get outside with with some of this equipment. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, thinking about my grandmother and access, I think a lot about um, the ideas around opportunity. And so just the the number of trails that have been built in the last 60 years, right? Like, you know, I, the, the Appalachian Trail has been around for, for much longer than that, but that was sort of, a, you know, tucked away. Not a lot of people knew about it. And, um, you know, it was, it was the not a, not a commonplace uh, idea that a lot of people got to go out there and, and see that. And so I think that's, that's the big thing that I think about in terms of access is that the opportunities to be able to get outside, whether it's going to something like the Appalachian Trail or whether it's, you know, your local greenway that has, you know, a paved pathway and is accessible for for all types of people to to be able to get out there. And so I think that's really encouraging to see that, you know, adventure and, and getting outside doesn't have to be this monumental task that requires a lot of money and equipment and gear. It can be very accessible in your hometown. When it can also be as simple as sitting on a bench at one of our numerous state and uh, federal parks. You know, you don't have to to break a a sweat to go sit on a park in Pisgah if that's your idea of getting outdoors. We talk a lot about, you know, the difference between the outdoors community and the outside community. And it's a subtle difference, but sometimes people feel like, gosh, you know, Pisgah sounds really far away, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's half of North Carolina is part of Pisgah National Forest, it would seem. When you think about some of your adventures or the people you have written about for Blue Ridge Outdoors, what goes into kind of choosing where to go and when? Yeah, that's a really great question that um, doesn't really have an answer, um, mostly because they're you never know what's going to catch your eye. There are so many amazing things happening in our region. And, um, you know, what really interests me is sort of the, the people side of these stories, the Mm. people who are getting out there and doing really amazing things, whether it's with their families, by themselves, for their communities. Um, and so that's really what I'm drawn to are, are these people who are, um, doing these things and, and trying to protect these places and make sure that they're accessible for generations to come. And so that's really, you know, what our, our magazine does a great job with is really showcasing um, those people and, and those places that really make this region so special. Well, yeah, and one of the things I think we can all do to help protect those places is to actually go out and experience them to do so responsibly, you know, picking up your trash mm-hmm. and those kind of things, but actually go 
and take advantage of the parks and trails that we have throughout our areas. Uh, otherwise, they sort of get forgotten about, and as they get forgotten about, they get disused, and mm-hmm. then then what do we do? So I think if we could all just agree on that, but you know, your grandmother's sentiment of, I wish I could still do it, sort of reminds me of all the things we think about doing for the New Year's resolution that we sort of deep down know we're not going to do, <laughs> but we're pretty close to some parks, so let's just all go ahead and agree. Let's go out there and use them. Mm-hmm. The voice right there, Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. This is the Carolina Outdoors, the podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. Our guest is travel editor from Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine and BlueRidgeOutdoors.com, Ellen Kanzinger. We're talking to her about reflecting on the increased opportunities and access to the outdoors. And Ellen, Blue Ridge Outdoors kind of covers and you cover the southeast, the mid-Atlantic. And talk about that accessibility the Appalachian Trail runs through many of the states that your magazine um, covers what about other greenways in Virginia Maryland the Carolinas Georgia Tennessee Um, can your grandmother is she in that realm geographically and um, can she get out there and do some of the things that you write about in Blue Ridge Outdoors yeah, so, so my grandmother is uh, based in, in North Carolina, which is um, where I grew up most of my life. And, um, you know, so I was a I was a beach kid growing up, and, and that's what I always thought um, I would be for the rest of my life. And so when I talk about um, this idea of being um, an outdoors person, I think, you know, I had this narrative about when I became outdoorsy. And a lot of times I said it was when I went to college in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and that's really when I started hiking. But I think, you know, I'm sort of trying to challenge that narrative for myself um, and remind myself that I was outdoorsy as a kid. You know, my my grandmother um, used to take me on the beach. We would go before the sun rose and we would look for turtle tracks um, and and look for nests. And and then if there were nests, we would, you know, help protect them. And, you know, that's one of like my earliest memories with her is like that alone time and and getting to like share this experience with her. And and that is a very formal experience for me in terms of, you know, a- approaching the outdoors and, and conservation. So, um, yeah, so my grandmother definitely, you know, has um, plenty of access um, down there in, in North Carolina. And um, there are tons of great ways, you know, I, she's been doing a lot of walking with the pandemic and, and trying to get some time outside and um, get out of the house in a safe way. One term that you use in there, and it, it may help us cultivate the psychographic of being outdoorsy, um, is the outdoor lifestyle. Now, as the gear and equipment and accessibility has evolved, that's true, and we've talked about the reasons why the outdoors has always been used for a point of people's transitions in life, whether it be after war, after job, loss, uh, divorce, uh, graduation, a pandemic, as you just mentioned, uh, can the outdoors and the activities out there can be used as a a time of renewal and enjoying what we have outdoors. But in the past 60 years, I would say there has been a rise in the lifestyle of outdoors. And that means people who identify as being outdoorsy, that may be a newer, Mm -hmm. I use the term psychographic, uh, psychologically thinking of yourself that way, is that new? And I'll put that out there both to you, Ellen, and to you, Wes. Is 
identifying as an outdoors person, outdoorsy, is that a newer thing? Ellen, you go first. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a great question. You know, I think, um, you know, I personally have seen um, a lot of discussion around that term, especially within the last five years. Um, I don't, it's, it's not a new term, um, but I think the um, image of, of who fits an outdoorsy person is changing, and that's really heartening to see the way that it's expanding and opening up to include more people. So I'd say that, you know, our, our maybe our way of thinking about it or our definition of outdoorsy is expanding, and, and that's really exciting to see. I do think, Bill, you know, to a certain extent, it may be a little, um, it, it, it's more encompassing, but in a certain sense, also, there's a little less depth to it um, in that you can be outdoorsy and still have a regular nine to five that doesn't involve the outdoor community. Uh, you're not a frontiers person. You know, you're not having to chop wood for all of your, your heat and warmth and energy. Um, but the way that we see it is much more mainstream in the last 20 years, for sure, um, because we can consume all this information digitally. Uh, we can find access to trails so much faster. We can be part of these communities in a distant way. Um, but so much of our regular daily clothing is also being made by outdoor companies. You know, Patagonia, the North Face, and so on is part of what people wear business casual or to school. And that kind of changes the, the nomenclature a little bit as well. I think you're both right. <laughs> it sounds perfect. <laughs> and with that, Ellen Kanzinger and her, uh, uh, the business she writes for as a travel editor, Blue Ridge Outdoors Magazine, they're kind of at the forefront of that. Ellen, you are writing about whether it be uh, accessibility, people that are making things happen, um, gear, equipment, all of that is in Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine and BlueRidgeOutdoors.com. Kind of a parallel, uh, we like to think here on the Carolina Outdoors of what we are doing, talking about places to go and the people that are helping making those go things happen. With all that being said, Ellen Kanzinger, what are you working on next uh, in your realm of working with BRO as travel editor and writer? That's a good question. Um, we've got our February issue coming out soon, and that will have our Best of the Blue Ridge Awards. And we um, basically ask our readers to, to vote for their top people, places, businesses in our region and, and to share the love of, of the places that they really enjoy to go. So that's coming out in February. And then I'm also uh, working on a continuing monthly feature called The Studio, which highlights an artist in our region who uses nature um, and, and outdoor recreation as inspiration for their art. So that's been a really great way to tie in, you know, two of my interests between art and the outdoors. And how about on a personal front, do you have any adventures coming up that we can uh, talk about here on the Carolina Outdoors? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, coming up, I'm going um, cross-country skiing with my mother in West Virginia. We, uh, She grew up skiing in Ohio, and uh, since moving to North Carolina, didn't really have opportunities to, to do that so much, living by the beach. But, um, but we're going to go cross-country skiing together, and it's the first time that we'll ski together in, in a long time. Um, so I'm excited about that to share that with her. Well, we're glad that you shared this time with us. Again, for our listeners out there, you can get Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine at bookstores, at outdoor stores, places like that, or you can head, as Wes mentioned earlier, digitally, 
BlueRidgeOutdoors.com. Ellen Kanzinger, thank you, as always, for being on with us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you all for having me again. And off she goes, and off we go. But just for a moment, we're going to come back and continue the conversation here on the Carolina Outdoors.